What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, both the Wake Up Morning Show and the Daily Show. The Coach JB Show has it all, short, fat, skinny, and tall, and I want to address everybody out there who wants to get back to skinny and tall. The Coach JB Show has a new proud sponsor, Fight Camp. Make sure you check it out. As the new year approaches, we're all thinking about our health and fitness routines. Are you looking for one of the most exhilarating and effective forms of home fitness? Look no further. Did you know that at-home boxing is one of the safest and most effective forms of exercise? Bet you didn't. Allow me to introduce you to Fight Camp. Interactive at-home boxing, Fight Camp brings the best workouts in the world into your home and makes it fun. Boxing is a real great workout. In fact, a lot of football players, including myself, use it to supplement their training. It keeps the mind sharp, the body strong. The workouts are quick and efficient. You can work it out at halftime or even before the game or after. What makes it different from traditional boxing workouts is that it has live punch counting stats that motivates you even, even harder. So without further ado, join the biggest boxing community in the world without leaving your home. Fight camp packages started just $99 and they even offer some great financing options. So you can get started at the low, low, low of $9 a month. To get everything you need, go to fightcamp.com slash Coach JB to learn more. That's fightcamp.com forward slash Coach JB. I appreciate you. Peace. Coach JB here. I appreciate everybody joining this afternoon's show, the Coach JB show brought to you by Fight Camp and Roman. Uh, appreciate you. Without further ado, we got to get right into it. We got a special guest, former NFL veteran. We're going to bring in, I'm going to put it on the ticker down here so you know uh, who he is. Make sure you follow him. Rich Ernberger played in the NFL, uh, Chargers, Patriots, Cardinals. Uh, you name it, has been around a long time. Uh, we're going to bring him in. Let me put his ticker down here. Let me see if I can find it. I can never find it because I'm slapdick. Um, da, 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 da. There it is right there. Uh, make sure you follow him on everything. He's the host of 760 AM in San Diego radio show. Follow him on Twitter. And uh, Rich, I appreciate you joining us, brother. How you doing? I'm doing real well, Coach JB. What's going on, my man? Hey, appreciate you joining me, man. We're just hanging out, man. I, I Man, I'm grinding like I was coaching or playing, man. I do like a morning show. I do an afternoon show. I'm like, Jesus, it's, it's rough, man. I don't know how you do radio all the time, man. How, I, what got you into radio? Yeah, it's a great question. I uh, I didn't really know what I was going to do after football was over. I was just concentrating on, you know, every year, every day, every game, getting a little bit better, all that stuff. And then, like a lot of guys, my body started failing me. And it was getting clearer and clearer that the end was getting closer. And I had uh, I had this sports anchor on NBC in San Diego, who's a former Penn State guy also. Great, great dude. Uh, really one of my mentors. His name's Jim Laslovic. And he goes, hey, if, uh, if you ever want to get into 
this business. He was like, just call me immediately. He's like, you're a great talker. You're great on camera. We'll just, we'll just start doing stuff together. And he's really who showed me the ropes and he introduced me to all of my, you know, uh, uh, program directors in, in radio and he helped launch my career. I owe him a lot. And he's a, He's a tremendous man, and he retired recently, so he's playing a lot more golf than us. Yeah, you you said it right, man. You're doing two-a-days over there. Hell yeah, man. Two-a-days, they don't allow no more, by the way. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm violating all the, you know, soft culture guys. Hey, let me ask you, are you a Pennsylvania guy, or where are you from originally? I grew up in New York. I grew up on Long Island. Uh, yeah, I grew up out there and then went to school at Penn State, and then after that it was New England, then Arizona. And then I finished up with the Chargers in San Diego. But, yeah, I'm a New York guy. Not a lot of great high school football in New York. A lot of lacrosse, a lot of basketball. But there's a couple of us who who broke through to the NFL out of the state of New York. There's no, no doubt. No doubt. Who, who um, so how do you like San Diego compared to New York? I know you're on the West Coast now. How's that working? Let's put it this way. Um, this past weekend – we were on a pontoon boat in the bay by my house chasing around dolphins. Uh, Octobers in New York don't look like that. Hell no. <laughs> I already know. I already know that, brother. Shoot. I, I was like, hey, a lot of people talk about Cali, but boy, they sure don't believe it. Um, so you're, you're, you're a Penn State Nittany, Nittany Lion. You went to, you got drafted by the Patriots in 09. You played for the Cardinals, Chargers. Now you were oh, a, a, a guard, weren't you? Yeah, I was a guard in college. I played a little right guard to start my career. They moved me to left, and I played, I don't know, 30 starts at left guard, 40 total you know, starts at Penn State, and only at the guard positions. And then when I got to the league, if you don't know how to play all three interior offensive line spots, you're of no use to anybody unless you're that unless you're a pro bowler, you know, yeah. at the position you play. So I had to learn how to snap, and I had a, you know, got a lot of experience doing that. Uh, at practice at Penn State and thank goodness because you know that's what it is once you get to that level it's about positional versatility no nah, no doubt I, I got I had Marcellus Wiley on a few times he's good we grew up together uh obviously played for the Chargers and and all those things he's saying the same thing on D-line you not now you got to play the, the the three you might even have to play the shade if you're an Aaron Donald body type yep. um and, you know Chris Jones last year for the for the Chiefs was playing D-in and I thought he was way out of position but um, you know, it is what it is. Let me ask you this, man. Is football watered down? College, NFL, etc. Do you think it's watered down like I do? It is. Um, it is. And here's the reason why. And it's a good reason. It's watered down because they're trying to figure out this delicate balance between tr- protecting the players and still having a viewable sport. And so, look, like you I care about the players and their health. I want to make sure that these guys have long lives and and really fruitful uh, post careers. But at the same token, I'm a fan of this game. And I love, love the violence of this game. I mean, I, that's the reason why I seeked out football. I, I just, I, it was just lawlessness out there. I could go out there. You mean I could go out there and fight for three and a half hours and nobody's calling the cops? I <laughs> loved yeah. it. I loved it. And so still to this day, I mean, I'm even getting goosebumps on the back of my neck talking about it because I miss it so much. But still to this day, you know, there's that aspect of football where, look, anything can happen and it's a dangerous game and all that. Um, But but they are trying to limit some of those really high risk plays in football. 
And as a result, sometimes that door swings too far in one direction and, uh, and you end up affecting the viewability and the viability of the sport. So I think we're in one of those pendulum swings where it's going a little too far in one direction. And that's the reason why you feel that way. And I, I feel that way sometimes too. There are other times where I'm like, oh boy, you know, maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they should have protected a player better. Right. But oftentimes I find myself on the side of, hey, look, you know, that's not roughing the passer. I mean, last night was another perfect example of that. Man, I, and it was funny. I'm watching uh, uh, Pat McAfee's show earlier, and uh, he's, he has his guys breaking it down. And he has, uh, what's his, who's his name? Sh- uh, Quip, what's his name on this? Oh, Shipley. Tim Shipley. Shipley. And yeah. he's breaking down last night. Left guard pulls for KC, comes to the edge. Um, kick out, you know, or long trap or whatever they're running, either F power or whatever. He's rapping, and, 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 and Max Crosby, who's been on my show, he cuts him. So Crosby cuts him down, and it's a legal football play, but at the same time, it's like we're toting that gentleman's agreement now because that's what football has become, I think, like a gentleman's agreement that we're going to sign jerseys after the game. We're cool. We're homies. During the game, don't hurt me. I won't hurt you. And now we're, we're like, well – can't hit the quarterback, but my DN can cut the old lineman pulling, and we're getting hit for pull, for cutting you down on offensive side of the football. So, and then we got guys like Von Miller crying about getting chip blocked. So I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out like, what are we doing here? So it, it, I guess what's your take on this current NFL like that we are witnessing? Like, if you had to put one word to it, what is the word that you would call the NFL right now? Corporate. It's corporate. It's um, look, it's all dressed up. It's got a suit on. It's got a pressed collar and it's a great product and a lot of people enjoy it. I enjoy it. But it is look, I mean, there was a point where the NFL was punk rock, man, where nobody cared what those guys were doing or whether or not they were healthy. They were using whatever it took to get them from Sunday to Sunday. And everybody turned their eyes away from that and just were excited about football being played by grown men. And then as the years have gone on and the profitability has gone up, you know, you get away from those punk rock days and you start, you know, selling out arenas and you start you start making some real moves in the industry. And all of a sudden, those original fans, you know, people who grew up watching the NFL when it was that ruthless gladiatorial sport are saying, hey, man, you sold out. Remember, remember when we were we were showing up to your shows and you were out of the garage and at the dive bars and it was just, you know, it was raw. It was real. We were all kids. What happened to that NFL? Well, it, it's the same thing, that same trajectory as the punk rock band you fell, uh, fell in love with. Now they're doing T-Mobile commercials. Well, the NFL used to be that garage band, but they're all grown up now and they're making so much money, billions and billions and billions of dollars. They can't do that anymore. And and they realize they have grandmas on the fantasy football apps, you know, and they have 10-year-olds on the fantasy football apps. And they have this huge, huge breadth of viewers now, and they have to try to appease everyone. And so you're seeing the game change as a result of it. Let me ask you this. Is there a way to fix it, or do we even ever fix it again? I mean, I don't know if you can play this game too much longer. and you Because, like, the player that's actually tackling the quarterback now – is in harm's way, unbelievably bad ways. Like last night, I could see his arm getting snapped. Um, Chris Jones lands, and he's trying to protect <laughs> Derek Carr now. Like, it, this is unbelievable. So he couldn't have really stripped the ball and did that. 
But that's how much of a freak he is. He takes the ball from him and lands on him and puts an arm down. And I'm yeah. like, wait, and it's still a penalty? So I don't know. Is it, is it a way to fix it? I mean, quarterbacks are walking around if they're like, like if they're made of glass. And and uh, my issue, my issue with this, having played the position and coached it forever, why are we different? And I played quarterback, and I'm like, dude, why are we different? And why does everyone else with a helmet on? being disregarded like I, I just don't get it o-line d-line bang every single play face mask to face mask um running back linebackers although they don't meet like we once did a gap run throughs and bits blitz pickups i bet you aren't even being done anymore in, in football uh in practice what what why are they so different i i i'm i'm confused here i used to like getting scars chicks dug them man i i, I like getting hit and throwing a touchdown talking a little shit and and, and, and clapping back and everybody talking and afterwards you respected it nowadays quarterbacks are looking for the flag to be called on a weak hit and i'm just like it, it, it's kind of just uh saddening to see man i understand i totally I, I feel that way sometimes too i try to realize that like everything in life um what you remember it to be is probably even better than it was you know what i mean like you know, time really gives us that perspective where we romanticize what was and we admonish what is. And, uh, you know, to, to, to comment on what you said about, about how not all the positions are being protected as well as the quarterback position, you're absolutely right. And what I'd compare that to is like safety features on a car. Like at first, the backup camera was the only camera on a car was when you put it in reverse and it blew people's minds. Like we were like, Whoa, it is way safer to back out of your driveway with this wide angle lens, this fisheye lens. I can see if there's a kid coming by on a bike, I'm not going to hit him anymore. You know, I mean, it, it really changed the game. And then all of a sudden they started going, Hey, wait a second. If we're making it safer to back up, why don't we make it safer in the blind spots? Like, why don't we put a camera on the side of the car so when we turn on our blinker on the freeway, you can see if anybody's close to your, you know, you know, in that blind spot on your left side where it's difficult to turn. You know, so it takes time. You know, right now, the focus is making sure to protect the most expensive man on the field, and that's the quarterback. But in time, there's going to be more safety parameters put in place, I can promise you that. And as a result of that, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if we're going to enjoy the game more if all of a sudden there's more rules. I know it'll be a safer game, but I don't. It's sort of like the Pandora's box is open. And so the more Von Miller's out there complaining about getting chip blocks, and the, you know, the more people who are outraged because um, who was it, Thibodeau in the preseason got his knee rolled up on, like, same player you're talking about. You know, it was a trap play and a lineman went low on him and everybody's going, oh, that's a dirty hit. I'm like, dirty hit? I mean, that was literally how we were we were coached to do that, you know? So it's, it's still a legal play in the game. I don't know if you could designate it as dirty, but the louder that drum beat gets, the more of these safety protocols will change and the result may be a worse viewing product, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Nah, I hear you. I... I, I got to move on to quarterback play. I know you, you protected him for your whole life. Uh, to me, I've, I've ha I had Michael Lombardi on today, um, NFL. You know, his sons are both coordinators in the league right now. You know, he's been a GM and, and been around for 40 years in the NFL. 
he he agrees with me on a lot of these things. I think quarterback in totality, the play of it is horrible. It's the worst I've ever seen in the NFL. Period. Just as far as to, in totality, as far as the execution and the understanding, the knowledge, protections, blitz pickup, gap responsibility, rotation of coverage, uh, all my protections and how I can manipulate them versus what front. These quarterbacks have no clue anymore, and we're paying them more than we've ever paid them. That's what's crazy to me. Um, I, I it's. It, it blows my mind on all this, but do you think quarterback play, although we know it's much more athletic, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, these guys are freaks of nature. No question. I just don't believe they're very good at quarterback. Um, do you, do you agree? Or, or how do you look at quarterback play right now? In certain spots, it's the best it's ever been, but I agree with you. Let's put it this way. I think there's a higher ceiling than there's ever been on the quarterback position in the NFL, meaning the talent, and some of these veteran players playing as long as they are, Tom Brady being in his mid-40s, Aaron Rodgers creeping up near 40, like you can really sustain a career. So that brings the overall quotient a lot higher, but the basement is much lower. And that has to do with a lot of things. I think one of the most important reasons why that's happening is head coaches can't keep jobs very long anymore. And you have to be excellent immediately. You need you need to win right now. Otherwise, a fan base and a front office will throw you out of the building in a year or less than a year. And we're seeing that happen more and more over the past decade and a half. So as a result of that, coaches, when they're recruiting, or I shouldn't say recruiting, but when they're looking at draft prospects, they're not looking at the quarterback who they could develop and, and spend time with and nurture and turn into the next Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. They're looking for the vitamin C of their offense. They're looking for the guy who you can stir a little vitamin C pack, suck it down, and then the cold doesn't last as long. So where do they turn to? They turn to the guys who are better athletes than maybe their quarterbacks. You know, look, I've seen you break down the film recently on Kyler Murray, and there's been all of the controversy over the, uh, the film study clause that was eventually taken out by the Arizona Cardinals. But there are real there are real problems with some of these young quarterbacks in terms of their understanding of the whole concept of the offense and what the defense is trying to do to them because they are so athletic they can get themselves out of trouble. They're so athletic if they don't even understand the route concept they're looking at, it doesn't matter because they can bail themselves out and yeah. have a longer amount of time keeping their eyes downfield to think about where they want to go with the football. And then guys get uncovered and defenses are scrambling around like their hair's on fire and they can just flick it out there, man. And you see that, you see that more and more. And so, look, I, I mean, do I think there are worse quarterbacks now than ever? No, I think we're actually seeing some of the best quarterback play we've ever seen. But I do think that 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 basement is much lower than it's ever been. No, I agree. And, and that's why I think we're seeing less run. We're not running the football like we used to. I mean, nobody's caring about 20 times a game no more. Not even Derrick Henry. I mean, we got guy last night, you know, we, we finally give this kid the ball and he has a, a monster night for the Raiders on fourth and one. They throw it instead of run it and get the first. I don't understand it. He's having a career night. And uh, I, I just don't see it. Like we've lost all physicality. Like let's pound the rock back in the day. Nowadays we want to drop back, look pretty, throw it all over the park. And it's just crazy to me. Uh, I think football's watered down everywhere, man. College football's watered down because of the portal. I think it's spiraling upwards in the NFL. And now we got guys wanting to get out of their, their contracts and, and demand trades now. Like we're, we're seeing some stuff we've never seen, man. So, uh, 
We got to do this again, man. I know you got your show here in a minute. I appreciate you jumping on here for a few with me, man, and, and uh, having some real talk banter. And it was always good to watch you play. And everybody liked uh, everybody in the chat here, man. They, uh, we got a couple of Polynesians buddies of mine are in the, from San Diego. So they're like, uh, man, Rich is San Diego, uh, San Diego legend. So they know you, man. I appreciate you joining the show. And uh, you're looking good, man. I, I wish you the best. Same to you, Coach. Great being on with you. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you, Rich. You got it, brother. Rich Ornberger, appreciate him coming on in. Um, appreciate that. All right, so we got a lot to discuss here. We got a lot to get after. Um, San Diego's in the house. Uh, we're going to get after a lot of different shit. Um, that's Rich's guy, I think. Um, who was? Oh, let me get to the quote of the day, man. Get you guys started on this show. Um, so we used to do what was called the foreplay. No, I don't need to do foreplay by myself anymore. Uh, motherfucker, I don't need to jack off by myself. So we're going to do, we're going to call it pre-snap read. And then in the climax portion of the show, we're going to call it post-snap read. So I can start teaching these fucking quarterbacks how to read coverage pre-snap and post-snap. So no more first, no more foreplay. We're going to call it pre-snap read. We'll have a graphic for you. Appreciate, uh, Rich joining the show. Um, lot to discuss. Get you the quote of the day real quick. It was, it was, uh, right here. The universe is not short on wake up calls. We're just quick to hit the snooze button. Same quote as this morning. A lot of you guys that weren't in that show, write that shit down. Fucking take a picture, do something because that's real. Too many motherfuckers wake up and just lay back the fuck down. Get your motherfucking asses up. Um, we got a comedian personality, Nick Arbor, joining the show here in a little while. She's a Canadian comedian. She's actually a shit talker like myself. Um, we're going to bring her on, chop it up with her. Um, no, we, we took four play out, Lucy. We're going to do what's called pre-snap read no more because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't need to jack off by myself, Lucy. You know what I mean? No offense, but I don't need to do no fucking, uh, you know, four play by myself. So come on, Lucy. Come on now. You know, you're a social worker. You get it. Um, Brett Favre, let me let me show you this deal. Uh, Brett Favre, um, he denies any wrongdoing. And the welfare investigation in Mississippi, he denies any wrongdoing whatsoever. If you haven't seen that, uh, that is what is going on. How can he deny it? I have no fucking idea. That's what is going on. That's what he's saying. He's denying it. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening there. He's basically said the media has slandered his name and drug him through the mud. That is basically what he is saying. We'll see what happens. I have no idea. Um, Devontae Adams, he got into a little issue last night. I want to break this down. Um, let me find it. Um here we go. He pushes the guy. Okay. Now we clearly see this push, right? If you, uh, dog, I got to break this down. All right. I got to break this down. Okay. So here we're going to break this whole thing down. Hey, Chris O, shut the fuck up. Get your bitch ass out of my chat. And yeah, do you need to see a contract that I wrote about paying Sarah, motherfucker? Get your fake ass out of here. Is your name Matt, motherfucker? Get your bitch ass up out of my chat. So anyway, I want to get into something real quick. We clearly saw that picture of him being knocked down, and it wasn't that critical. 
he did not get fucking hurt. Let's keep it real. He walked in front of him, got hurt. I mean, got pushed down just like a fucking paparazzi deserves to get, in my opinion. All right? So that is what I agree with. But let me break it down. I see all these people either agreeing with it or disagreeing. Some people think Devontae shouldn't have pushed him. I have no issue with the push. Because in my opinion nowadays, you got motherfuckers running on the field holding shit, spraying pink shit. Uh, we can't even tackle them anymore. You get sued. Um, let me break this down, man. I got I got something to say about this whole thing. All right. Apparently, this cat came out and said, I'm going to sue today after saying he was had to go to the hospital. What a soft joke we are as society, dog. And here's the difference between my generation and your fucking soft generation. And let me break it down real quick. All right. I'm, I want to I got some good points, I think. First of all, number one, respect. If we had social media back then, we would have thanked folks. Let me just be on. Let me just make sure you're hearing me here and listening, not just hearing. Number one, respect. That's the one first thing that we we separate on indifference. Like my generation and your generation don't have the same respect. And I'm going to tell you, if I was, let's just say I'm a kid in 1990. Let's just say 90, fuck. And if we had social media back then, do you know that we would have been thanking folks that we like on Twitter for liking our tweets and retweeting our tweets? especially figures like actors and entertainers and coaches and players that we have access to now that we never had access to then. Do you realize we would be thanking them? Like, damn, man, uh, Brett Favre or whoever the fuck your idol is. Uh, not Maybe Brett's not a good uh, a fucking <laughs> example. Aaron Rodgers, man, you like my tweet, man, thanks. You know what we get now? You know what we get now? We get fucking shit talked to. Rude fucks, assholes. They think because you follow them or they follow you that they can talk as much shit as they want. And it's unbelievable. The fact that it's just a pure lack of respect is the one difference between my generation and your generation. Number one. Dog, we would have been thanking motherfuckers. Like, if, if, if there would have been a show out and I liked the coach on that show and it was on this we, this thing we call Netflix now and I got to access to it, I'd be like, damn, thanks a lot for following me, dude. I loved you on the show. Woo, 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 woo. Even if I did not like you, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't even hit you up at all. That is the difference between now and then. All right? That's number one. Number two. We would dap it up with the homies in my generation if Devontae Adams pushed us over. Not sue you like some bitches. You know what? Our generation, our homies, they would have clowned us. And if it and it would have been enjoyed over drinks that night. We would frame the picture that we could have got on our cell phone back in 1990 if Devontae Adams pushed us over like he did last night. Period. We would have framed that picture and we would have used it as a party favor moving forward. That is the difference between my generation and this one. We were definitely not going to sue you. 
Dog, I was fucking around. I got in front. Fucking Devontae pushed me over, dog. All the homies would have been clowning you like, ah, you fucking dumbass got pushed over. Da-da-da-da-da. Nah, now we're bitch-made motherfucking cats. We're going to go sue you. Like, homie, miss me with the bullshit. Number three, we would throw the ball back to the opposing team if there was a fucking home run hit in our stands. Not keep it and ask for fucking reward money. Let's keep it real. Now Aaron Judge's home, last home run, 62, some motherfucking bitch made cat wants all this money for it. Back then, though, we would have threw that bitch back out on the field. Because that is what we, that is just the true three differences in this generation and your generation. And I just hope everybody on fucking this audio feed hears that shit. Because I'm being real. They wouldn't have fucking sued nobody. You motherfuckers were so quick to sue a motherfucker now. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Just a blatant lack of respect for women, for elders, for each other. Fucking like, dog, it blows my mind. Social media has made you motherfuckers so soft, dog. It is unfucking believable. It's unbelievable. Bobby Wagner getting sued for a motherfucker allowed to run out on the fucking field. Like, you kidding me? And that fucking flop, this motherfucker is actually saying he was injured in critical condition. (laughs) Come on, dog. You got to miss me with the bullshit, man. And people really believe that shit. People really believe that shit. Um, Matt Rules fired by the Panthers yesterday. Um, they owe him a whopping $40 million. They owe him a $40 million buyout. And I just continues to blow my mind. Uh, other NFL coach on the hot seat. I believe River Ron Rivera is on the hot seat. One and four start. I think Frank Reich is on the hot seat. Two and two and one. Uh, Lovey Smith, um, I, I hate to say he's on the hot seat, but can we just break this down? Is every coach that coaches with the Houston fucking Texans on the hot seat? Like, come on, man. Let's be honest. There is no more. This The Texans are a horrible organization. So if he's on the hot seat after five games, why did you hire him? Did you think he was going to turn around your program in fucking year one with a horrible roster that Bill O'Brien absolutely gutted? And got rid of fucking Hopkins and J.J. Watt and fucking all and Deshaun Watson? Like, you kidding me? Come on, man. This is his first year, Isaac Lords. What do you mean he has one year left? You motherfuckers have too many high expectations for some shit that you can't control, dog. That shit is crazy to me. It is absolutely fucking crazy to me. Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, is on the hot seat. One and four. One and four, and it seems like the team is not buying in anymore. In the NFL, you got to win all that hoorah shit. I told you that last year, dog. You have to win in the NFL if you're going to be that hoo-rah-rah bullshit cat and then cry. If you're going to go from crying to yelling to crying, you're going to lose the locker room real fucking quick if you ain't winning football games. I'm just telling you. This is the NFL, dog. This ain't high school fucking football. This ain't youth pop Warner. So I told you guys two weeks ago he should have fired Aaron Glenn, his buddy. Because his defense is atrocious and it's going to get him fired. Now, if you're going to ride and die for your homie, so be it. I'm all for it. I have no issue. But, hey, dog, right here, dog. Coach it or allow it. 
CoachJBStore.com. Go get you some. Um, very interesting on that. We got four players that are receiving Heisman votes right now. C.J. Stroud leads the way with 23 first-place votes. Hendon Hooker is in second with eight. And then you got Dorian Thompson-Robinson is actually with four first-place votes. I'm glad he was in there. And then Will Anderson rounds out with three. So it looks like a C.J. Stroud's uh, trophy this year to lose. Um, unless Hendon Hooker can beat Alabama and run the table, I, I find him, him hard to it's going to be hard for him to catch C.J. Stroud with all the media hype. I believe Dorian Thompson-Robinson is the best quarterback in college football right now based on watching him the last couple of weeks. He is absolutely balling right now under all – I mean, he's overachieved um, any expectation I had. I'm just telling you right now. He looks legit as hell. Um, Deshaun Watson has been allowed back in the Browns facility, but he can't practice until November 14th, and he can't play until – um december 4th i believe december 4th is when he can play uh very interesting to see him back on the scene um i'm sure that uh we're gonna see real quick because dog i'm gonna be honest like if you paid me all that money i wouldn't even come around until it's time for me to come around because in my opinion if you are a weirdo fuck my teammates know you're a weirdo fuck we're gonna find you out during this time we're going to find you out in this locker room during these next two months that you're around us practicing if we believe in you over Kobe Brissett. Kobe Brissett is balling pretty good. He's he's doing a pretty good job, dog, and I think the team's bought into that dude. And now I want to see how they adjust to this guy being back around after you paid him all this money. Because, dog, these cats in that locker room ain't making nowhere near what you're making. And now you're sitting there in this locker and they're side-eyeing your weirdo ass saying, why the fuck you around? You fucked us. You got all this money and you're still not even our quarterback and you're supposed to be this best thing going. And you were horrible in your only fucking game in the preseason this year. And now you're going to be booed in every home, every arena you go to, you're going to be booed. Booed. So... Uh, it's going to be tough, man. I don't see the Browns succeeding too much. I'm just going to be honest. I don't I don't see it. I don't really see it. Um, it's going to be very interesting, to say the least. Um, I don't get it. Um, we're right here at the 30-minute mark already. I appreciate all you guys hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member. Make sure you head on over to CanadaDipCBD.com. Get you some CanadaDipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB and get you 20% off shipping. Uh, I need to win this contest, so make sure you hit, go over and order a few cans. I'm doing a giveaway at the end of this football season, so if you guys go buy Canadips using my promo code, CoachJB, or go CoachJB show or CoachJBStore.com and uh, go buy you something, um, I'm going to put that, if you send me the receipt, I'll put that in a raffle at the end of the season, and I'm going to be giving away a big old goodie bag of shit. Whiskey, vodka, books, posters, shirts, hoodies. I'm going to give away a couple a couple winners. We're going to give away a couple of them. So if you buy a can of dips for helping me out or buy you some merch on Coach JB's store, I will do a giveaway at the end of the season. Uh, but remember, some of you have sent me emails that you bought stuff, so I appreciate you. I have all those saved, and at the end of the day, I'll do that. Um, got some new sponsors, though, man. 
So we got Fight Camp right here on the left. Uh, it's on the TV behind me as well. Fight Camp slash Coach JB. Head on over there. You can get the best. It's basically a Peloton of the of the boxing world in house. You can get it out. They sent it to me, man. I'm telling you right now. I'm already like super fucking ripped. Have you seen me? Like how fucking toned and shit I am. So go check it out. It is worth it. You can get on a on a plan too, and it's not even that expensive. Um, Fight Camp's backed by Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather, so it's some good shit. And then we got Roman. For all you little wee-wee guys out there that can't get it up, Roman, um, ro.co slash Coach JB. Check it out. And uh, make sure you go order you some Roman right now. Uh, we want them to stay around. They were a big uh, sponsor on Pat McAfee's show as well. We want, them, we want to keep them around, so check it out. Here's an ad read for Roman, a proud new sponsor of the Coach JB Show. Peace. What up, what up, what up? The Real Coach JB here on the Coach JB Show, 6 to 8 a.m. on the wake-up call, plus the 1 to 4 p.m. daily for the Coach JB Show. Has a proud, proud, proud new sponsor, Roman. Make sure you check it out because it, when it comes to intimacy, we all want to feel confident. But for a lot of guys out there, erectile dysfunction gets in the way. This issue affects people differently, but is actually something that 52% of men will experience some form of during their life. So make sure you head on over to Roman. You know how when you're wearing that great outfit and everything just looks right and your confidence is soaring and you like the swag and you're feeling flashy, you can walk into a room knowing you're on A game and is on point. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can give you that same feeling in the bedroom. Look, we all know that change doesn't happen without action. So whether you're looking for gains at the gym or better experience in the bedroom, there's never any shame in showing up for yourself and your health. So if you're dealing with erectile dysfunction, don't ignore the issue. Instead, face it head on with Roman. Proud new sponsor to Coach AB Show, Roman offers a discreet process from start to finish. You can connect with licensed medical provider via Roman's convenient online visit. Prescription ED treatments are safe, effective, and the FDA approved and used by millions of men. Free two-day shipping. If you've been struggling with ED, Roman can help rebuild the confidence during sex. Head on over to ro.co slash coachjb today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's ro.co slash coachjb. ro.co slash coachjb. And head on over to Roman. Tell him Coach JB sent you. Proud new sponsor of the Coach JB Show. Appreciate you. Peace. All right, Roman, ro.co slash Coach JB. Check it out. Uh, we got a couple of new sponsors of the show, man. Much much love. Got to read those during the show, so I apologize. But check it out for me if you can. I'd love much obliged. Uh, we're going to get into uh first and 10 segment of this show. Moving right along, we got a great guest coming on uh, in a little while, too. Nicole Arbor, if you don't know who she is, check her out. She's a verified human on social media, all social media platforms. First down. <laughs> Headed on over, first and 10 segment of this show, brought to you by CanadaDipCBD.com. Um, appreciate all you guys getting on here and checking it out. Isaac Lords, um, I know you know, so please tell the audience how you know that the Browns players love the shots, Deshaun Watson. Please let us all know. We'll wait. I'm going to wait for you to tell us because I know you know, so tell us because I know the real but I guess you know more than me, so I'm ready to hear you tell us how you know the Browns roster and team likes Deshaun. 
Come on, dog. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Motherfucker, Isaac Lords just be saying shit, boy. I am fucking blown away. It's crazy that I have three players on the team, dog, and I know other things as well, and I got two buddies that I coach with for 20 years on the staff, but you know more than me. That shit is crazy. Homie, you got to be in the locker room. You got to be in that motherfucker. How do you know that he, they love him? What if I said that motherfuckers hate him? Dumb motherfucker. Shut the fuck up, homie. You talk too goddamn much. Holy shit. You blow my fucking mind with some of the dumb shit you say. You just be saying shit just to get a fucking reaction from motherfuckers, dog. You're like the fucking idiot Eddie Manyweather. <laughs> Holy shit, you're dumb. Um, We got some dumb motherfuckers in the world, dog. I got to be honest. And it's all protected by social media. It's all protected by social media. It's all protected by the comfort of your own home behind a cell phone. You are protected behind a cell phone, computer, you ain't got to be Big Dick Willie no more, dog. You can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Oh, my God. Um, and then I saw another dumb motherfucker in here saying some dumb shit about our guest. And it's like, God damn. Where is Scrappy at? Where is Scrappy? Is there a Scrappy in here? Um... Scrappy's a member, by the way. I'm looking for Scrappy. Scrappy, where you at, motherfucker? Um, I want to find Scrappy. Where you at, Scrappy? He was talking shit about one of the guests coming on, like he knows her too. I saw her. He him make a comment about some about Scrappy. Why are you talking shit about my guest, homie? You know, you know Nicole Arbor is. You know her. You met her. Why I gotta look her up, motherfucker? Look me up. Oh, bitch-made-ass cats, homie, look her up. Motherfucker, you know what Google says about me? Do you know me, homie? You motherfuckers are some soft-ass, bitch-made cats, homie. God damn, dog. You know who the fuck she is? You met her before, homie? Stop talking that bullshit. You know me, dog? You could Google me, too, and see all kind of shit on me, homie. I got eight fucking felonies, according to fucking Google. Do I? No. <laughs> But your ass wants to say you know a motherfucker. Motherfucker, you think I'm going to have somebody on my show that I don't know? Dumb motherfucker. You motherfuckers just be talking, dog, because you can, because you won't get smacked in the fucking lips. Because you're fucking dumb. You just want to talk behind the internet. I can't stand some of you dumb motherfuckers because you don't have no respect, homie. You have no respect. You can't even respect your own mama. You don't even respect your own mama. How you gonna respect another woman? Motherfucker, you don't even respect your mama, dog. Cats call your mama bitch on social media all day long and you laugh. I bet you put LOL on that motherfucker. That's how soft some of you are. But what do I know? First and 10, brought to you by Canadip CBD. And conference power rankings, I wanna give you this top five. Big 12 Conference Power 5 rankings are the highest. Oklahoma State 5-0, TCO 5-0, KU 5-1, Texas 4-2, Kansas State 5-1. and 
They have the highest. Big 10, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, all undefeated. Everybody else is basically shit. Illinois 5-1, but haven't played anybody. Pac-12, UCLA 6-0, USC 6-0, Oregon 5-1. Winners of five in a row after getting blown out by Oregon. After getting blown out by Oregon. And um, Colorado's the worst football team in America. Stanford might be the second. Arizona State might be the third, even though they just beat Washington. I don't know about the Pac-12 yet. We'll see. Basically, from Utah down, they are questionable. They are questionable from Utah down. So, um, Chris O's back. We got we got motherfuckers that are so thirsty they go make another account. <laughs> like, dog, we're so thirsty in this world, bro. It is unbelievable. Yeah, Sean, I, we're gonna go members only soon. Sean, just hang with me. Uh, we just we got to do that once we get rid of all the, the, the bullshit. So um, it is what it is. But we got to stay this way a little longer. Um, but I'm a black Chris O personally myself, just to tell everybody. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, we're going to get Nicole Arbor, if you don't know who she is. She's going to be joining us here in at about, what time is it? At 2.15, uh, Matt? So about 30 minutes. Um I want to get into a few things. I want to get into my quarterbacks, all right? I'm going to do a thing every week called quarterback carousel, all right? Quarterback carousel. Quarterback carousel is going to be who I take out of my basically bottom five every week, and I'm going to replace them with someone else. So that means, let me just show you and I'll explain it. But if, if Derek Carr who right now is in my carousel, meaning he's the bottom five of the bottom five of the barrel. He's the bottom of the barrel, right? If he balls and gets better, I'll take him out and I'll replace him. I'll replace him, all right? So this quarterback carousel is what we're going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it the quarterback carousel. And right now, these are the six that are in it, all right? These are the six that are in it. I believe... Six of them, sorry. Uh, I believe that Kyler Murray is the top of the thing, right? Kyler Murray is the top of this thing. Now, you can go either way. There's no top or bottom. It's not like a pyramid. I'm just going to take – I can take one out. I can take two out. I can take three out. Right now, though, these six have to go. That means they have to be replaced. They have to be replaced by someone. So let's break it down. Carson wins. I believe he needs to be replaced by Heineke, 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 Heineken, fuck it. whatever his name is. I don't know his name because he don't fucking play and remember shit to me. He don't mean shit to me. He needs to replace Carson Wentz, in my opinion. I think he needs to replace Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz, why not? Now, I had a 40-year veteran, legendary GM executive of the NFL, Michael Lombardi, on this morning, um, along with Liv Moods. She was great. Um She's going to be doing the next few Tuesdays um, mornings. So, you know, if you want to get some betting advice, she's going to do some Tuesday mornings for us and then for over the next few weeks at 7.30 a.m. on the West Coast. Um, just make that announcement to you. Um, but Wentz is not bringing any energy, any excitement, any fan base, anything. He's bringing nothing. What are you bringing him 
what are you continuing to play Wentz for? There's no reason to play Carson Wentz anymore. There's no reason to play him anymore. So get him out. Let Heineke bring some energy in there. Let him bring in some, some new fan base. And maybe you'll get a few wins like Cooper Rush has done in Dallas. A new revamped energy. That is what Washington Wussies need. And that is why he needs to be the guy replaced right now. So replace Carson Wentz and put Heineke in. So that is number one. Number two, we're going to go down, okay? We started at Carson Wentz. We're going to go counterclockwise. Baker Mayfield, he's hurt. He's out for two weeks. That is why I have said, watch them cover Hector. Hector, watch them cover this week against the Rams minus 11. The Rams minus 11 are going to fucking have a dogfight versus Carolina. New coach, new quarterback, and you're going to see how bad Baker really is when the third-string quarterback for Carolina, does anyone even fucking know who it is? Who is the quarterback that's about to play for Carolina? Whoever it is, he's going to do better than Baker Mayfield did. (laughs) Sam Darnold is there, but he's hurt. I don't believe Sam Darnold's been cleared to play yet. P.J. Walker, that's right. P.J. Walker, Houston, uh, was with the XFL. Um, P.J. Walker is going to come in and give them some energy and watch the Carolina play. Watch Carolina compete versus the Rams. Like, I'd be, I'd be shocked if the Rams blow them out, Gorgian. I'd be shocked. You know why? Because the Rams don't have that killer instinct. And I, I do agree with Michael Lombardi this morning. Their roster may look good up top, but they're not talent rich. They don't have a deep roster because of all the salary cap money that they've wasted on Jalen Ramsey, on Aaron Donald, on Stafford, on OBJ, on all these different cats. They don't have the salary cap to have deep roster like the Bills have a deep roster. Uh, The Bucks have a deep roster. Uh, the Niners have a deep roster. Cowboys even have a deep roster. The Eagles have a deep roster. The Rams, that roster's really scaring me, man. And I picked them to repeat this year. I thought OBJ would come back. He still may. Uh, I think he loves LA, even though he got fucked on Bitcoin because his ass is uh, not very smart. Um, but at the end of the day, can I see him in, in Buffalo? Yeah. Can I see him in Kansas City? Maybe. I could see him in a few places, but we're going to see. L.A. Rams are very, very uh, bad right now, and I would not be surprised if Carolina, with P.J. Walker, covers 11. Covers 11, if not fucking, if not flat-out beats them. I don't know. It's crazy. They haven't. They, I agree with Michael Lombardi this morning, Hector, if you didn't see him on the show. They don't have an identity. And I do agree with him. They're running some shit they ran with golf, which is more play action, vertical set, pass game, drop back, throw it apart. They're not really doing a lot of boot waggle shit that they did in the Super Bowl last year to beat um, the Bengals. They're not doing it this year. I don't know why they're not doing it either. So Lombardi brought us a good point. I would replace Baker, though, and don't let him play ever again. Ever, 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 ever again. 
Don't ever let Baker Mayfield play again. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. That's what I don't want to see. I don't ever want to see him play. Ever, 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 ever again. Isn't that from Friday? Don't ever, 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 ever come around this motherfucker ever again. That is what I do not want to see. I don't ever want to see that motherfucker again play ever. So the less I see a Baker Mayfield, even on commercials, I don't want to see him play again. Please. Don't ever, ever, ever let me see him. All right. um, Moving on amicably, as Lucy loves to call it, Derek Carr. Threw one great deep ball last night, stepped up in the pocket, threw a nice long ball to Devontae Adams, touchdown, go ahead, then they fucking go for two like a dumbass, and they lose the game. (laughs) All right, let me break down this going for two thing that nobody else has broke down yet. I've watched all these different shows. You know why you don't go for two? Because you're one and three. You're a one and three football team. And you kick that that tying extra point. You 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 end up going overtime. By the way, if you if it ends up working out like it did, you stop them. You it go to overtime, and who knows what happens. But when you went for two, you depleted your team. And I will be, I will be shocked if the Raiders can recover from that and win, go on a win streak. I don't see it. I don't see it happening because that team's struggling, dog. You have a struggling quarterback. Dog, Devontae Adams only had three catches last night. Three catches. And and, and I love the Twitter gurus who come after me like, uh, that aged well. (laughs) That's their favorite one, right? It aged well. I said, why the fuck did we go for two? That aged well. Did it? No shit. You lost, dumb fucks. I love when it ages well for you, too. Like, dog. It doesn't make sense to me. So what were you going to do? You're going to go up by one if you got it. You're going to go up by one point, And then what? Lose by two? <laughs> You're going to let a field goal beat you by two? Like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how analytics has replaced common sense. Like, we're still on the minus 45 going for it on fourth down. Like, dog, what the fuck are we doing? Is that common sense? Is that common sense? By the, I know I had Hollins on one of my DraftKings things. By the way, I had Kelsey, who catches four touchdowns as my captain, and then everybody under that just shit on me. Waller, unavailable, of course. I pick him. Like, he fucked me. Waller, I told you before the season, before the season started on my show, I said, watch Waller. And Devontae Adams absolutely struggled this year. What's happened? Waller hasn't done shit. Devontae Adams really hasn't done shit besides two long touchdowns last night and a 10-catch first game. He hasn't done shit all year. It's game five, dog. He hasn't done shit all year. So I'm confused on what we're think, why we think uh, you know, Waller and Devontae is going to have this great season. You have a quarterback that can't get you the ball. So last night he throws a hell of a ball. It was a fucking Pro Bowl Aaron Rodgers type ball on the run, climbing the pocket. He throws a dime piece to Devontae Adams. And they take they could take the lead with a two-point play. They could just tie it, which they should have did. They go for two, miss it, and they lose. So 
You get back home now today and you're back in Vegas, you have to look at your team in the eye and tell them, hey, man, I went for two because I believe in you guys. And they're like, well, we're not good enough to get that done. Why don't we just kick it next time? Like, that, that's, that's why you lose locker rooms. That is why McDaniels has been a loser as a head coach everywhere he's gone. I just don't get the common sense factor being replaced with analytics. I don't get it. Derek Carr is not a good quarterback. He's not very good. I've been saying it forever. Obviously, he's in my low bottom six. Now, moving on up. Kenny Pickett. Listen, I haven't watched him enough. I watched him in college a little bit. I don't believe he translates very well to the NFL. I don't believe he has. He's like a Mac Jones to me. He can be efficient. He's a little more athletic than Mac. He doesn't have the big-time arm. He doesn't have the big-time accuracy. He doesn't have the big height and strength. He's not that Josh Allen guy. He's not a big old freak of nature. He's just an average Joe. We call him Jags, just another guy, J-A-G. Um, this is why I say replace him and get Trubisky back in there, okay? Now, Lombardi disagreed. Lombardi said you don't have nothing to lose, similar to what I said about Wentz. The difference between Wentz and Heineke is Heineke played last year and did well. Pickett has not played yet enough. We are now throwing him in there into a storied franchise, Pittsburgh Steeler organization, and we're giving you the keys and telling you go. Go fucking, go fucking ball out. <laughs> How are you going to go ball out and you've never even played in this level? you never even played in the league. So what are we going to do when you get demoralized? And I'm lucky you're not playing back in my era, dog, because you could get hit back then. You can't get hit now. So maybe that's why they're playing these quarterbacks, dog. I don't know. Maybe that is why they're playing these quarterbacks because they know they can't get hurt no more. Because I'm going to tell you right now, like Donovan McNabb, when he got in young, he got rocked, dog. He got blasted, and he wasn't the same for a while. He had to get find a heart transplant. And it's not, I don't see these young cats having heart transplants anymore. I do not see them cats having heart transplants anymore. So I would not put him in this roster, this shitty ass roster that Pittsburgh has. If you and now, unless you know he's not going to be good and you just want to shit on him, then throw him in there. Throw him in there if you're just going to shit on him. But if you want him as your franchise, which I don't believe he's a franchise guy. If you want him as a franchise cue, then I would pull him out, get your brisky back in there, and finish this season out and figure out how you become better as a roster in totality. How about you better your roster around this cat? Let's get him, let's get him roster better. Let's get a better O-line. Let's get me some 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 tool, tools. Let's give me some tools to work with. Right now, he don't have it. He ain't ready. That team's not good enough to fucking compete. So why are you putting him in there? Why are you putting this cat in there at this young age? Get him out. Put your biscuit in, dog. Let your biscuit get fucked up. <laughs> it sounds fucked up, dog, even though Trubisky took the Chicago Bears to two playoffs. Um, but what do I know? Um... I wouldn't put him in there. I'd take him out. That's why I say take Pickett out. All right. Now, moving on to the top. Um, Kyler Murray. All right. Mr. Fortnite himself. We don't know the situation. Uh, I wasn't there. But what I do know, Kyler Murray is a 
waste of money. Why are we wasting so much money? Like, come on, dog. Why are we wasting so much money? Can we stop wasting money? Can we stop wasting money on these quarterbacks that don't even give you the common courtesy to study and know what they're doing? Come on, man. Like, are we kidding ourselves? Let's stop fucking kidding ourselves. Let's take him out and just throw that motherfucker away, dog. Let's just throw that motherfucker away. Can we throw him away? <laughs> that motherfucker's horrible. I love it when I hear D-Hop's coming back, so he'll be fine. Really? So he's going to find out how to become a quarterback overnight when D-Hop comes back, right? He's going to just go right over there, and don't worry, they're not going to scheme him at all. They'll never double-team D-Hop, guys. Don't even trip. <laughs> Holy shit, some of you motherfuckers are just talkers. How about become a member first and then talk? At least Isaac Lords is a member around this motherfucker. Why should Trevor Lawrence be on there? So he was already there last year, dog. He would have been on there that last year under Urban Meyer. Why put him on now? He's already been there now. He's in there now. He's too late. He ain't a rookie. He ain't a rookie no more. Why would he be on there? You have a horrible franchise. You have nothing else. And... He's your future. You got to play him, dog. That's the difference. You got to play him. They've been historically bad. Same with Justin Fields, right? Now, Justin Fields needs to come out because he's asshole. He's asshole. <laughs> Justin Fields is just straight asshole. I'm sorry. I, I like the kid, and I think we set him up to fail in college. I think we've set him up to fail in the NFL. I think he's asshole. I don't believe he has any tangibles, intangibles to be an NFL quarterback. I think he's bad. A 40-year veteran, Michael Lombardi, just said it on my show this morning. He does not belong throwing in the NFL as a quarterback. He is a running back. I believe he is a big-time running back, by the way. I think he is a running back. I think he's a running back. Yeah, it's a race thing, by the way. I got four white quarterbacks on there, so I'm a reverse racist. <laughs> No, I don't even need to address those no more because I go find a motherfucker to show you something that I've done. So, um, Justin Fields looks good running the football, dog. I'm be honest, he looks legit running the football. That motherfucker can run, he can shake cats, he can stiff arm you, he can run. This dude can't throw and sit in the pocket and think you're gonna get better. <laughs> Like, come on, dog. Derek Carr is better than me. Oh, God damn, you make me yawn, dog. Some of you make me fucking yawn. You're so dumb. <laughs> How's Derek Carr better than me just come out of nowhere? <laughs> like, these trolls in here just want to talk to me. Like, I've never seen a bunch of humans ride dick this badly in my life. I've never seen it, dog. I've never seen it. Do you kiss your mama with that breath? <laughs> <laughs>
do you kiss your mama with my balls on your jaws? Because I'm curious. Because there's no fucking way that you do walk around with balls on your jaws. I, there's no way. I, I, I don't grasp it. I don't get it. You dick riders are unbelievable. Um, so that's my quarterback carousel. Who can come out of the carousel next week? We may have to take Baker out just because he might be fucked and never play again. Uh, hopefully. Ever, 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 ever. I don't ever want to see Baker Mayfield ever again. Even if he's on a damn, even if he's on a damn commercial, dog, I might just shut the commercial down. I might just shut the commercial down. Um, Got to get them out. Got to get them out. Um, Yeah, you know, who's going to come off that carousel? I don't know. I don't know who's going to come up the carousel this year or this next week, but we'll do that every week. We'll take somebody out the carousel and we'll go from there. All right. Um, you should be subscribed if you're in the show right now, but if not, we want to become a member, become a member. Um, all right. Let me get to my NFL power ratings real quick. I want to show you this right here. Okay. So NFL re- week six power rankings. Um, I want to get to uh, a few things that pop off at me. All right. Now, I don't know if the Panthers are the worst football team in the league. And I don't know how you have the Lions at number 20. Now, this is a good kid, man. A guy named Cam Rogers at Believe. I like Cam. I like Cam a lot. He's a good kid. But He's not very bright on this one, Cam. I got to let you know. I'm sure Cam will hear this, so I like fucking with Cam. But the Lions just got shellacked and blanked. Uh, They put a lot of points up this year. They've given up more points than anybody, I believe. And now they just got blanked on offense, which has to be a morale killer. They've got to be losing the locker room. MDC and and that coaching staff that we all loved on Hard Knocks has to be losing the locker room. I would put the Lions at number at least 30. I don't know if there's two more teams worse. All right. I would not put two more teams. There's no way, though, that the Lions are better than the Jets. Sorry. The Jets are fucking, could be for real. <laughs> the Jets may be for real while you guys are all bullshitting. So there's no way I put the Lions above even the Broncos with a stellar defense. The Broncos still have. A stellar defense, by the way. Um, Still have a stellar defense. Come on. So, Broncos defense travels. So, I would not put the Lions above them. Um, The Raiders just played the Chiefs well. One and four. They've lost four games by a combined 14 points. I could not put the Lions above the Raiders either, even though they have the same record. Um, the Lions played the Eagles decent. They came back and scored a lot of points. I don't know if they played a team equivalent to the Chiefs and been competitive like the Raiders did last night. So there's no way I have them that many slots behind the Lions. Curious on this Lion pick, Cam. I got to talk to you, Cam. What's going on with the Lions so high? Did you like Hard Knocks too? I liked Hard Knocks, Cam, but... There's no fucking way I'm putting them at number 20. They are at least number 30. You know what? I could put the commanders behind them, maybe, at 31. So I'd put the commanders below the Bears for sure. The Bears are at least in football games. 
and have a shot to win, even with the worst quarterback, second worst quarterback in the NFL, Justin Fields. So that's my personal opinion. Um, so, eh, you know, but 20, way too high. Colts at 18? Fuck no. Colts, in my opinion, should be right around 25, 26. I would actually move the Browns to 18 where the Colts are. I would easily replace them right there. I would replace the Browns and the Colts easily. I would do that right there. Um, Cardinals, I dropped their ass to at least 29, 28, 29. You got the Cardinals above the Seahawks just because why? They're the same record. Aren't they both two and three? Uh, Cardinals have clearly looked worse. Seattle at least shows promise. Even and Geno Smith has outplayed Kyler Murray all fucking day long. If you don't think Geno Smith's outplayed Kyler Murray, you're sadly confused, human beings, because he is outclassed, outplayed, outstudied, less Fortnite all day long over Kyler Murray. So let's be clear on that. Um, the Rams are the team that shit. I would probably put around twenty. I'd probably put the Rams around twenty. I'd probably bump some of these teams up. Um, fucking Broncos hurt me, but the Colts are way too high, dude. They're way too high. All right, let's see. Bengals at thirteen. After that Ravens game on offense, having been as bad as they are, no. No way. Now, the Dolphins and the Jets have the same record. Giant, The Jets are on the rise. The Dolphins are on the demise. I would I would think about swapping them. But I, I don't think the Jets are number 12 ranked team in the football. But the Dolphins are definitely not number 12. <laughs> so... I'm just telling you, there's no way that I would put the Dolphins at 12 with no quarterback. Everyone in their fucking system is in concussion protocol. Everybody's in concussion protocol. (laughs) Head coach, GM, owner. The fucking Dolphins are the concussion protocol. They should have filmed the Will Smith movie Concussion in the Miami Dolphins locker room. Only. So, So let's talk about the worst team in the NFL. I, I I have to put the Lions or the Commanders there, well ahead of the Panthers and the Steelers. I would put – fuck, I hate doing this, man. I'm going to have to put the Lions there, dog. The Lions have to go to last place. They have to be the last team, 32. Lions have to be the 32nd-ranked team. They're just not very good, dog. They're not. They don't have it yet. And, and all that hype we saw with MDC and that roster, they're just not a good organization. They're not a good franchise. They are just a shit show franchise. I, I'm going to put the Lions last. I'm going to put the Commanders at 29. I'm going to put the Commanders at 29. Um, is that the Lions' only win? Okay, Kevin McDonald, I appreciate you. Then I'm going to flip it. Cause that's what I live by. If you beat me head up and you have the same record, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the guys that won. It makes no sense the other way. Why does it make sense? 
But the the thing I said, the Lions scare me because they have an offense. But then the Patriots schemed the passing offense, and they were shit the other day. So I'm going to put Washington at number 32. I'm going to put the Lions at 31. I'm going to put the Texans at 30. I'm going to go with, man, as of right now, the last few games, I'm going to put the Jacksonville Jaguars at 29 because they just haven't proved. You know, they look good early on and everyone thought they were okay. And then boom, just a myth buster. Motherfuckers had myth busters show up to their practice and just absolutely prove them to be a, a myth. <laughs> They're horrible. Um, so I'm going to put the Jaguars right there. Then I'm going to put the Cardinals. So Cardinals should go from 19 to 28. Cardinals should go from 19 to 28. There's no question about it. 19 to 28. They're fucking horrible. They're horrible. So we move them, and then I'm not. I'm very confused on how you have the Ravens at number four, Cam. Cam, you got to come on my show when we do this breakdown. The Ravens at number four is a high, tall task for me. That's not good. I don't believe it. And the Packers at eleven. I don't know. I don't know. I like you put the Giants ahead of them. They beat them. They were both four and one at the time, three and one. Now one's four and one, one's three and two. The Giants at 10. Ugh. I would have the Giants ahead of the Chargers, and the Chargers have scared me and are very injured. I don't know if I would have the Chargers in the top 10 by any means. I don't think you can have the Chargers in the top 10. There's just no way. And I and I would bump the Vikings to four over the Ravens. I would bump the Vikings to four. And I would put the Eagles at one. You cannot have a team that lost and almost lost another game at number one over an undefeated Eagles team that hasn't really had a close game besides last week, which was a field goal by the shitty-ass Cardinals that we just didn't show up for. So that's where I am with that, to be honest. Um, Cowboys are real deal. I'd probably bump the Cowboys well above the Chargers, well above the Ravens. I would put the Cowboys above those guys, and I would probably put the Cowboys at in the top five. I'd have to put them in the top five. Niners have a bad loss. Um, bad loss. Cowboys lost to the at the time number one defense in football. Tampa Bay. So I don't know, man. It's tough. You got you got some some shit I would have to move around there. That's just, that's some I'd have to move that around right there. Um but we're gonna get to it, man. We're gonna get to it. I'm gonna move some shit around on that. Um we're gonna get some college football later. Uh Nicole Arbor is gonna be joining us here in a minute. Um Man, yeah, I don't know, TJ. I don't agree with that top five. I don't know. Eagles got to be number one, dog. They're undefeated in the NFL. You got to have the number one undefeated team. You can't tell me that they didn't play nobody. This ain't high school football. We're not playing Long Beach Milliken. They are playing an NFL team. So all the people that say they haven't played nobody yet, <laughs> that shit kills me. 
You're not playing Mercer College. So the Eagles have beat five NFL rosters, by the way. They all get paid. They all get out of bed, put on their pants the same way, and they cash a check on the 1st and 15th every month. And on the end of that check, it says, ooh. You know what that means, Eddie Manyweather? A lot of fucking zeros. A lot of zeros on the end of that check. And they all cash them every 1st and 15th. Unlike Mercer College playing Georgia. Unlike UC Davis playing fucking USC. It's a different deal. Okay? It's a different deal. So, um, without further ado, we're going to get to our guest. uh, The lovely, the beautiful Nicole Arbor is joining us. Make sure you follow her on all social media platforms. She's going to be on the ticker below. Um, Mac, can you find it? Because I struggle. There's so much shit on my computer on this thing. Um, So we're going to put Nicole Arbor is right there in the ticker, right below. Make sure you follow her. Give us a like. Make sure you follow her social media. And she has a YouTube channel that's huge, much bigger than mine. That's what she said. The great Nicole Arbor. Welcome in. Hey, hey how are you? I appreciate you. You hear me? I appreciate you too. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I hear you. I hear you. Good deal. Yeah. Good deal. So let me get this right. So you're a YouTuber, a singer, a comedian. I mean, short, fat, skinny, and tall. You do it all. <laughs> Mostly comedian. And then I added in the rest and I still use YouTube. Yeah. Man, so congratulations to you, girl. Go get Thanks. it. Um, let me ask you this. Do you know the Trailer Park Boys? They're my new favorite. They're Canadian. You know you Canadian? I do know them. I am Canadian. I do know them. Yeah. I got to get, <laughs> get me some. I got to get them motherfuckers on my show. Yeah, uh, you do. Hey, they're the best. I just I just found out about them. You're, you're a little late to the party, but it's all good. You can call Watch me whatever you want to. Slap dick, fuck stick, whatever you want to call <laughs> me. Um, I deserve it because I'm yeah, really I I that, work, and then I, so I'm on Netflix and I haven't even watched my own shit. So I'm like, I'm not gonna watch their shit. And so <laughs> somebody told me about them, and man, I just can't stop watching these dudes. Um, I love so, that. so you're a public figure, personality. I know I heard you larger than life. Uh, I love everything you do. I've I've been peeping you out the last few weeks. Um, some people have called me and said, man, this Nicole Arbor lady, she's like your twin in many regards. <laughs> I go, really. I go, she's my twin. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I, I got to see this. So so how, how did you know? Let me ask you this. How did you know you were funny? Uh, everybody kept laughing at me since I was a kid. Great. Like, it was just like, I was in trouble since I was a kid. <laughs> hey, I, you know what? Like, I, I just have to know. You sing as well. So I always wanted to know, like, okay, if you know you're funny and people like you and buy tickets to see you, you yeah. had to know at some point, okay, I think I could do this. Yeah. When did you know you can sing? Did you take the lessons and, and did your parents know you were talented and put you through it? Or you were just like, fuck it, I'm the shit, I, I can sing too. You know what? It's mostly rap. And there is some singing, especially in my new stuff that's coming out. But it's mostly rap. And I just went in. I just did it. And really? I've been I've been like in music since I was a kid. But like with the stuff I put out, I'm just like, I know I can do this. Of course I can do this. I, I meet idiots every day who do very well in music. Really? Yeah. I got to tell you, though, I had so many people watch your Netflix show and call me and be like, yo, you got to check out this coach. You guys have the same personality. I'm like, what? And I watched it. Somebody just told me that. So that's so funny. Hey, you know. We caused trouble. 
You never we know. We tell the truth, yeah. but we cause trouble. Yeah. I saw what you posted about Miami, and I laughed my ass off. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of your posts too, and I'm like, oh shit, this is this is great. Like, let me ask you this real quick. I gotta. I'm not a comedian and shit, but I think I just like have this natural sense of humor. Some people think I don't know. I think I'm just a dumb fuck. But here we go. I won't. Uh, I won't comment. <laughs> so social media is here, and, yeah. and you know. I have to ask, like, at one point you were like, fuck it, I'm going to use social media and let me capitalize off these dumb fucks on the Internet. Or what did you think at that time that you said, oh, you know what, I'm going to blow up. Your YouTube's doing well. I see you got millions of viewers on there. You got you got this uh, your Twitter and Instagram's blown up. Like, when did you say, you know what, I'm going to start capitalizing off who I am and betting on myself? And, and did you know that at a young age or you just said, you know. I found out that iPhones exist and I'm going to fucking start burying you. <laughs> you know what? It's not even that cute of a story. It's because, well, I always bet on myself. Always, 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 um, no doubt. Always bet on myself. But I was actually disabled for years after a bad car accident. Spent most of my twenties disabled in bed, chronic wow. pain and couldn't do stand up, couldn't do what I used to do. And then discovered that I could make videos on YouTube. And that was kind of the only thing I could do at that time. So wow. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going all in. I'm going to do exactly what I would have done doing stand-up, but do it online. And I'm not going to care what anybody says. I've already been to the bottom. I don't give a shit. I'm going to tell the truth. And the truth resonates with people, as you know. <laughs> hey, I, kudos to you, girl. I, I what, Let me ask you this. Are you fully healthy now walking around? You know, I'm mostly healthy now. Like, I have a couple things, like, just, like, residual pain stuff. But uh, mostly got myself better once I got off the pills and once wow. I went to natural things. Wow. Yeah. Because uh, Brett Favre couldn't even got, get off pills and he's saying a lot of dick pics out there. So who knows? I mean, uh, good for him. <laughs> hey, some people like it. I guess some people don't. You know, we'll see. I'm, uh, I'm not really into that. <laughs> let me ask you this. Troy Aikman made this comment last night about quarterbacks and how protected they are. And uh, I have a funny feeling that you weren't offended by him saying that, you know, take the dresses off the quarterbacks. No, that's not offensive. That's just true. Imagine we treated quarterbacks like everybody else. I'm a good judge of character, girl. I figured you were not going to be fucking offended by that. <laughs> no. But some, girl, some female came out and was like, oh, we're not going to mention the sexist comment by Troy Aikman about taking the dresses off. And I'm sitting there. So I responded, of course. And I'm like, but we can have <laughs> men swimmers beat your asses in swimming. And it's okay. Like, that's what I don't get. Like, what happened to... Like, what is your yeah. guys' anymore? Like, I just think we should stop playing. Shit? Yeah, just stop playing stupid. I think everybody should just be like, no, you're stupid. Take your ball, go home, and not play with these stupid fucks anymore. They're dumb, they're spreading stupidity, and I'm not playing. It's like, I was just saying today online that all these breast cancer awareness things are going on this month, and it slapped on the products that cause breast cancer. No it's shit. Like, it's no like shit. the freaking drug dealers promoting rehabs once a year. It's like, what are you doing? We're not stupid. Well, what are you doing? We know yeah. big pharma. Big pharma is the money maker. You know they make shit up just so you could buy the medicine. So yeah, of course we all have something according to them. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this: it, How high is gas where you are? Is it as high as giraffe pussy or what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's are, as are high. You, as are you in Canada? <laughs> yeah, at the moment I am. Uh, I'm as I mean, it's as high as Charlie uh, Park Boys on any given day, more likely. But giraffe pussy, that's really good. I haven't heard that before. Oh, yeah, I got, I got all kinds. Short, fast, skinny, and tall, girl. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what I do with them. All right, so look. Hey. So you're in Canada. Where are you from in Canada? What part? Uh, I'm originally from Hamilton and I lived in Toronto for years. I'm mostly out of Nashville right now, but I'm just, like, back and all over the place right now visiting people and 
touring to promote my pod that's coming out. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, Cause I was wondering, I was like, where, wonder where she's at and all this. And I was like, I was like, let me ask Nicole, how do we fix America? Dude, do we just become fucking Canadians or what? No, because Canada, fucked. America is fucked. And I think, cause I'm like, I think I'm the biggest patriot ever. Like I'm such a fan of America. Like inherently, I think it's the best country in the world. I grew up watching movies and being like, yeah, America, fuck yeah. You guys can beat everybody from aliens. You can save the world from the Russians. You can do everything. Right. America, pew, 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 pew. But uh, I think America went and got soft with this stupid hate speech. And when it's, you say the word Jewish, it's not hate speech. Shut up. You know what I mean? Like that was the one yesterday is uh, Kanye West said the word oh, Jewish. Yeah. That's hate speech. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. The infighting has killed America. And if Americans just act like Americans again, and it's them versus the world instead of them versus each other, y'all are good again. Like I just, I hate seeing Americans fight against each other about nonsense. Man, I'm telling you, and it's, I don't care about left, right, red, blue, black, white. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm an independent thinker, and I'm going to tell you what's on my mind, and I'm going to not follow your ass, even though if you make a left-hand turn at the stop sign, I'm probably making a fucking right. And (laughs) I don't care who you are or what you say. Like, I'm going to go figure it out, Nicole, like myself, and say, you know what? You were right, Nicole. Or I'm going to say, Nicole, you're full of shit, because that ain't even the truth. But we don't do that no more. Yes, we do. Don't even project that shit. Yes, we do. All the smart people do that. I think more people are waking up to it. And I just think in this coming election cycle, more people will chill and be like, this is all fuckery. What are we doing? Like, we're fret. You don't walk into the street and fight with people because they might vote different. It's all made up propaganda that we're all at each other's throats. No, we're not. Shut up, Fox. Shut up, CNN. Most of us are friends. Most of us are cool. Grab a beer. Let's have a good time. No, I agree. Like, I still think the majority are silent and the minority are the ones talking, canceling the majority because we're fucking silent. Yeah, exactly. We're so offended. Being offended is not a personality trait. (laughs) No doubt. No doubt. So what do you got going right now? Where where do you go? Like, how can I go see you? Like, if I want to come see you and shit. Uh, tours will be coming up soon, but first we're launching the Arbor Effect on Believe. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, oh, it's a podcast. podcast. Yep, podcast. It's going to be more like a late night show. So it's set up, monologues. We talk about the truth about a different topic in every episode. And I just go in on it the exact same way that we would like. People like you, I think they're going to like me from what I've heard. <laughs> so really? yeah, we're talking that's, major that's shit sweet. on every topic. You're going to do a night show. Yeah, it's meant to be a night show. Is it live? No, it's part of it's pre-taped and hopefully we can get guests in live. That'd be fun. So are you going to do it on YouTube too? Yep. YouTube and online and everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. And then the clips will be going on Instagram, but we just want to get these messages out as fast as possible to as many people as possible. When do you start that with believe this month? Like we are shooting this week and then it should be launching within the next two weeks. So that people can message me right now. Yeah, that's the main one. And then I have a course coming out that uh, I actually go with some of the top head injury doctors. So you know a lot about this because I had a bad head injury after the car accident and I had some bad head injuries before that from gymnastics and cheerleading and stuff. And I worked with some of the top doctors in chronic pain to create a chronic pain course and get people pain free by 2023. And that's coming out. There's never been anything like it. I feel like it's my opus for my whole life. Wow. Yeah. Really? That's sweet. Um, I got to check it out. I'm all fucked up. 
Okay. Well, we're talking about chronic pain. I know. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to fix all my other shit. All yeah. right. <laughs> um, I got chronic pain too. I mean, you know, I don't, you know, getting hit my whole life. Fucking, uh, you know, I got a lot of bad joints and shit. I, I can help you. I like, seriously, I think I can help you. I, I think we're going to help a ton of people. We're going to check it out. Um, yeah. All right. So then you're going to go back and do stand up. Um, I'm going to be doing the show. I'm going to be doing the course is coming out too. And then I'm going to be touring and that tour might be like a version of my podcast and it might be stand up. We haven't decided yet, but really? it's going to be fun either way. I, just, I need to get out there and meet people again. I'm like, I missed it from COVID. No doubt. No doubt. And so I got it. So you rap. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I got another track coming out too this month. So you rapping like rap, rap, like what kind of rap? Last time, um, most of the press was saying that I'm like the girl kid rock. And really? it was like, it was the biggest freaking compliment. And the next one, uh, Rolling Stone just reviewed it and they were like super nice too. And they're saying it's like a stadium rock kind of vibe. The next track is dope. I like, I can't even pretend it's not. It's fucking great. And you got an album or just. I'm just doing single by single right now. The next one's called Monstar. It'll be out real soon. And, uh, yeah, I want it to be something that people can listen to at the gym or when they're working through pain or when they're just doing something badass, when they're slamming into other bodies, wearing helmets. Yeah, any of that stuff. This track, I think they'll like it for. No doubt, no doubt. Um, make sure you guys follow her, Nicole Arbor, on Twitter, social media, Instagram. Um, I just found your Instagram, so I was like, shit, I had to, I had to, I, I got to follow that now. My, they deleted my Instagram. I had like fucking 200,000 followers verified, just gone. What'd you Man, do? Fuck me. Yeah. Just, Why? Oh, who knows? No, because I probably said fuck or something. I don't know. Oh, that's okay. Well, everybody will follow you on Twitter. I'll tell all my friends to follow you on Twitter. Well, I got I got Instagram back, so you know I I don't have many. I think I'm like at thirty thousand or something. I just fought, started it like a couple months ago, so I, I have to start that over and get the whole new fucking bullshit process. We'll and even though they'll still cancel me and you uh, if if they want, some 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 troll will will report you. And then you'll get a report bot hits you yeah. and then they'll cancel your shit. And then we won't even know. And it's like, I'm uncancelable. They've canceled me 12 times now and shit didn't work. It didn't work. Every did time they canceled 12 me, times? Did 12 times, 12 times. Dave just, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's in the house. Hey, th that's a compliment. I, what did they cancel you for? Okay. The first time was my dear fat people video. When I told the truth about fat people and made it funny um and then is the that next, lizzo well now it's lizzo shit this one was like years ago and it went viral around the whole world i got over 100 million views on it and God. then yeah it was a lot of views like it went viral in the whole world and people were like you can't say that even though it's true and it was funny and i like that people now are saying shit about lizzo because people are finally going okay wait yeah being fat isn't healthy i'm like you think you think like so they tried to cancel me for that because I said I'm fat phobic. Um, everything that you can think of. They've I've been called every word, every everything. Your smile and eyes are like, I don't give a fuck about anyone. I love it. Like, I'm the same way. Like, you just you see through it. Like, you don't really give a fuck what anyone in this thing thinks. I'm with you. Well, I'm telling the truth. You know, like, I think we should just keep telling the truth until it's popular again. And I no think it shit. is. I, feel you. I hope that can happen. I really do. Um when are you coming back to the States? Uh, in a couple days. Oh, really? So where yeah. do you go? Where are you out of anyway? I'm in L.A., outside L.A. L.A.? Yes, I'll be there soon. And are then... you coming? At, you live in Cali too? 
No, I'm in Nashville. Oh, you live in Nashville? Yeah. Why is everybody in Nashville? They stayed open during COVID. <laughs> that's why I meant. That's why I went there. I went for work initially, and then they stayed open during COVID, so I stayed. Really? Yeah. Did you like buy a house there too? I got some stuff there. I'm not going to say on account of stalkers. <laughs> there you. I was a bad, bad host uh, question right there. Uh, so yeah. So good job, Airbnb. Um, so let me ask you. Supposedly, someone's moving in there like every fucking eleven seconds or some shit in the world, like into Nashville. And I, I've been there many times. I, I I'm always there. It seems like I don't see it. I don't see why. I want to move out of there in eleven seconds. Why? Why do you want to move? Fair there? enough. I think. Well, everybody's just moving there because they got sick of the politics in California, and they wanted to take their masks off. And then they were like, "Oh, I don't have to give away thirty percent of my money. Dope." And Gavin Newsom isn't going to be, you know, being crazy on us every day. Sweet. Oh, there aren't people robbing you in the street all the time. Awesome. That's great. Like everybody has a gun in Nashville. So people aren't using guns in Nashville. You know, like Arizona. I wouldn't mind doing Arizona either. Arizona is very similar to Nashville. Like Scottsdale, Phoenix is kind of like not the hood part of Phoenix, but like Scottsdale, nicer area. It's That's actually uh, actually everyone has a fucking gun. Like you see it in the car. Like, yeah. All my girlfriends I, had guns in their purses going on. I out. agree with you. I, I don't believe people are going to shoot you if we all had guns in that regard. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. uh, I have a question for you. Do we have time? Yeah, yeah we all we have time. All I'm, I'm on your schedule. So whenever you got to get out of here, let me know. Hey, OK, here's my question, because I was telling you about like the breast cancer awareness thing and how it's such bullshit. When I saw and I, I love watching football, it's fun. I love going live to games. But when I saw the NFL being like, it's mental health awareness. And I'm like, you're the sport that bashes skulls with each other. What are you talking about? The number one cause of depression after is getting head injuries. What are you guys doing? Do you find that funny? Okay. So I'm the worst to ask about mental health. So I have to like okay. so be careful with mental health because it, I don't, okay. I'm not going to say I don't believe in mental health. Um, how can I say this? <laughs> I believe that mental weakness is used in regard to mental health. I believe that's the truth. I believe we have so many mentally weak fucks out here that we mm -hmm. use mental health as a crutch to get away with being a fucking criminal or a shitbird or a piece of shit human. And we can run through a light at a 200 miles an hour, kill eight people, and then go to court and claim mental health. But mm. you didn't have mental health when you fucking drove through all the people. Like, that's what I don't get. You can get in the car, drive 200 miles, shoot some people, and then claim mental health in court. And then, but you got in the car and got a gun and loaded it and shot people. Like, you didn't have mental health then. Yep. So I don't believe in that. I think mental health chooses us. Let me just say that. I don't believe we Ooh. choose mental health. Like, if, if you woke up tomorrow, I had, a, I had a mental health lady with a PhD on my show last Friday, and she actually agreed with me when I broke it down. I was like, I believe she was autistic. She was like, look. I said, you didn't choose to be autistic, right? It chose you, right? And <laughs> he was like, yes, coach, totally. I agree. And I go, that's my point. I go, I think we have too many people out here acting like they can choose mental health at any day. Like Delonte West is out here claiming mental health again. He didn't have mental health when he had fucking $20 million. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, I wake up and say I'm fucked up. Yeah. Fucked. Mental health got me. Like, if I don't know my name tomorrow, Nicole, mental yeah. health got me. But <laughs> Fair. it's the case. And I think it's all political propaganda bullshit. I think we all use these things. 
we make this movie concussion with Will Smith. And oh, now we're talking about all these things about keeping off the head. And, all. and I'm going to tell you, Nicole, I played in the roughest era of football besides the leather helmet era in the fucking twenties. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I can't tell you that I got a concussion because I don't remember it if I did. And I never missed it. <laughs> That's never, just a great line as it is. I never missed a play. I never missed a game. I never missed a down and I'm not fucked up. So I don't know. I believe we're so soft and every single thing we can say to get away with some work, we'll mm-hmm. say. And we don't want to work hard no more. We know that. That's why we're still in each other's Amazon packages. We're fucking, we're so enabled. Yeah. I don't I think that we're, uh, we're so enabled and, and, and we, we want instant gratification on how to be successful. That's why you see the IG model now instead of the one working at Macy's. You don't see nobody working anymore. I don't see no. nobody working nowhere. You can't even get people to work at stores. Like <laughs> I, There's stores around me. Like there's a coffee shop down the street. And there was a sign that said, sorry, we have to close early. We can't get people to work. Like, That's out here too. Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks pays great and gives you great incentives. But then you have to work with a bunch of people with blue hair in California. And then they smell bad. And they bitch all day. And they wear pins that tell you their pronouns. Okay, I get why people don't want to work there. Never mind. Starbucks in other cities is wonderful. Starbucks in LA, it can get a little sketchy. It can get a little wokey. You know what I mean? Uh, they can, yeah. They they just change their pronouns throughout the day as they go. <laughs> so wait up. You're coming to LA. Yes. Next week? Uh, I believe it's next week. Yeah. And then you're here for what? Work? Yep. I'm going to be doing a bunch of pods and a bunch of meetings on different things that are coming up. So I'll be there for that. My schedule is bananas right now, but it's in the best way possible. And then just working on other things. Oh, by the way, on the mental health thing, I think you're right. I do. I think you're right because I think people are pussies and then they say things after. But I don't think it's easy for dudes to say they're having mental health issues or depression or any of that stuff. And guys kill themselves way more than girls do. Um, But I do think, not think, I've seen this with the concussions that after you hit your head a lot, there's like receptors in your brain that stop working properly. So you can't process things properly. And I think in the, in the NFL, especially there has to be some kind of treatment uh, and there needs to be the same kind of treatment for guys that were in wars or veterans. Like if you've hit your head a lot, there should be some kind of treatment to help you because you can't do it yourself. Okay. Two things. Okay. I had a, had a guy that's a, one of the world's most famous. He owns the CEO of a, of a helmet shock helmet for NFL and college football. He was on my show oh, the no. next day after that video that I did that has millions of views. That, that thing went was crazy about Tua. Funny. Yeah. I brought him on the very next morning in the morning I'm on my morning show. And he broke down all these different things. And we broke down concussions and brain matter and every single t- type of thing you can have happen. And I, that's why I brought him on the show. And it's interesting you say that because you said men kill each other or themselves, themselves. way more than women. First of all, yep. women have the baby. So women are riders. You guys are gangsters in the most part because guys are pussies. I'll be, I'm going to tell you honestly. And if there's something screaming and trying to suck on your titty all day, every day, would you not be more likely to kill yourself? It seems opposite to me. But anyways. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess if it's my mom's titty, but if it's not my mom's. But that's, that's, a whole weird, other bro. that's weird, bro. Okay. <laughs> Let me get into this. You know why men kill each other, though, themselves? Because they're what? pussies and they are cowards. We have men cowarding out right now. And you know how many men kill themselves um, that have children or debt? And that is the reason they do it? 
Damn. Like you're a pussy. Uh, you're a bitch made cat. Like I also you- think, but a lot of them are on stupid drugs too. Because Man, that's an excuse, girl. That's I not proud. an excuse. Have you yeah, ever been on those drugs? Girl, I was raised by the biggest dope dealer in the United States history. No, it's I'm not a- talking dope. I'm talking pills. Have you been on those? No. You know why? No. That's my pro- That's my point. It's that's why I stay off them. It's a fucking excuse. It's a crutch. Yo, I'm- I got put on those drugs, and I was told by the insurance company if I didn't take them, they would cancel my insurance because then I wasn't listening to the doctor's orders, which means I couldn't get physical therapy. I couldn't walk. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do anything. No, they get you on those you drugs. A catastrophic accident. Yeah, that is a whole nother ball. But game. in America, they're just making it rain pills on everybody. You go to the doctor for a paper cut, and they're like, "You need a prescription." Like. And some people are like, oh, my doctor told me, so I got to do it because they think they're doing the right thing. Then they're on these pills and they're trapped on them. And then their brains don't work anymore. America. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. But listen, you you have a mission. I don't know the time I've been wrong. <laughs> I'm hey, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm wrong all the time. This, this is how I look at it, too. Like, if you have a major accident, my mom's in the medical field. She was a doctor her whole life. So, like, I, if you got a medical emergency obviously you've been you were bedridden for years you said mm-hmm. obviously you're going to be on something so yes. that is something that we you know have to agree with so i agree with you on that but i i i i, I see the chats agreeing with you too that's good i like to be disagreed with but this is the thing i think disagreements create great conversation but i i i, I want to say this though like we have i know so many dudes i grew up with that mm-hmm. off themselves wow because they had a bad home life. They had people after them. They had kids though. And they had brothers and siblings. And I, I've looked at them my whole life and said, you guys are cowards. You guys are really cowards. Like you did all this though, Nicole, like you made the choice to live your life the way you lived it. Now mm-hmm. I don't care. I lived in a car for 18 months growing up in Compton. The only white oh. dude. And wow. I don't have any of these soft stories. Why don't I kill myself? Why didn't I fucking have all this debt and shit? I had the same problems. And guess what? I made a right at the stop sign. I got out of it. I could have easily made a left and chased that and been doing, been slanging dope and gang banging and all that shit. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to play sports. I'm going to coach and help people. So that's what I did for the, le- the rest of my life. And you I really see think everybody's as strong as you, though? But you that's really, my point, though. You really but think I'm, everybody has the fight of you? You're like no, one in but, five million. No, but why don't we have anyone pushing that on us anymore? I yeah. was the last one that I've seen do it. So what you should be saying, this is in my opinion, is look at me. I'm a fuck up and I can still do it. Then you can I do it, I too. That. That's what I said. I said I'm as ju- Juco as Juco gets. I'm a uh, fuck up. I, I mean that with love. You know what yeah, I mean? Because no, a lot no, of people can't me. do it. I love, I love it. I like, that's my thing. Like I used to say that dog, I'm from the bottom. Like I, this is a living proof that you could do it. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like it it makes no sense to me. Like how we're so easy to make excuses for excuses. We make more excuses for excuses than anybody. Anything Excuses for excuses. That's a really good tag. You should probably write that one down. I like that one. Put you, got, you got excuses for excuses. You know what I mean? You coach it yeah. or allow it, Nicole. Either coach, coach it or allow it. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Hey, don't you though? Like you, you just we just talked about it right now. You either coach it or allow it. It's true. It's true. Uh, you know, a lot of people too, 
especially dudes, they're too scared to ask for help though, because they want to be so macho. And then when they don't have the answer themselves or they don't have a coach, then that's when they take their lives or they go on pills, they do dumb shit. But when, you know, there's someone like you in here and they can jump in a chat, they, I think you have built a really cool community. That's what I've noticed about you. And I, I just would want to encourage your audience to know that they could reach out to other dudes. And that doesn't make you pussy and that doesn't make you weak. But I would say I agree with you that killing yourself does. Nicole, I we could get it. We could have this conversation for twenty hours, and the, the, I, I agree with you. I would love to push it on dudes, but I don't know if dudes are once they what. I don't know if they're still called dudes anymore. I think now they have these other names and shit, and they're not the same dudes that I am up in. Some of them are remixes, <laughs> but I think most dudes are dudes still, and you got to keep the thoroughbreds running fast and like being out in front. Nicole, like, we're like trying to get keep rid of alpha males. We're trying to get rid of them. It's masculinity at its finest. We want to. We want to be feminine now. We want no, the feminine. No, 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 that's my job. I that's know. My job. That's my point. Like I that's my that. point. Like yeah. we want to be feminine. We don't want alpha males anymore, Nicole. We want to be able to go to Nashville and take over. How about like a meet in the middle? Alpha males who can still converse and talk about shit when they need to and don't kill themselves and can watch guys bash each other in the head for sport. Cause it's fun. It's fun to watch other people do that. It just is. And then if they get a head injury, be like, Oh, you need some help. Like somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Man, I love your laugh. Listen, you got through a life traumatic injury recovered from it. Yep. And we're bitching and moaning about an ankle injury and how we can't play for three weeks, but yet we still want our $100 million paycheck. That is the problem in America right now on all fronts. It ain't just football. That is what's happening on all fronts, and just nobody calls it out anymore. We won't call it out and call it what it is. That's true. Well, you're doing it right now. Isn't that what well, this show is? You got this. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. You and then it. when you, when you, you fucking retweet it and shit, it'll get bigger. So Hey, sold. I'll do it. <laughs> Hey, you're the best. I, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Like I said, I'm a great judge of character, and I and I knew it. And uh, we got to do it again. Like I said, I'll come on your show anytime. You come out here, I hit me that. up. We'll have to have a drink. I'm all about it. Thanks so much. And I uh, I loved watching you on Netflix. I still haven't watched myself, so fuck well, it. Well, fuck everybody who said anything different. I, I, I can judge some characters, too, and I appreciate it. Hey, Nicole, this is, my, this is what I say to them. You is slapdick pretty Why much. Why you call me slapdick? Because my dick slapped me across your face. <laughs> That's what I say, slapdicks. Hey, I appreciate slapdicks. it. Be nice. Yeah, bye. Nice to meet you. You too. Uh, man, shout out to her. She was great. Much love to Nicole Arbor. Um, hey, Scrappy, I thought she was shitty, homie. Where you at, motherfucker? Exactly. We got too many bitch-made cats out there. And I don't care what any of you think. Homies or no homies, we could disagree all day long. Men are cowards. That's why we kill ourselves more than women. Straight out. Because you are the bearer of bad news. You don't want to take on the fucking rough part of life. You want to fucking give it up and just give up the ass. You wonder why you're getting fucked so goddamn much in the ass. Um, man, we got a whole nother segment. We still got the third and long segment joining us here in a second. Just remember, Isaac and all you guys, this is who you are. That's the guy on the internet that I'm fucking arguing with every day. So just be sure you remember that. 
That is who you are on the internet. That's the motherfucker. So just remember, don't, don't remember. Just go ahead and roll with it. Um, we'll be back in about four minutes. Hang tight. Third and long next. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. Not only did we play against each other in high school, growing up together, his old his older brother was actually one of my JUCO tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. Went to Huntington Beach High School, grew up right up the street. We played together in the play. We actually played each other in high school twice. Um, he also played basketball when I for his high school. We were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd. Um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine. He was on that squad. Uh, Ed Gray, another L.A. kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke, I want to say, or North Carolina. But that that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. Could have played in the NBA. Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career, obviously. He would have just been a big, bulky power forward in the, in, in the NBA. You know, he's 6'6". Uh, probably could, you know, at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He always, and also was, uh, he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Uh, but Tony was a all around tight end who holds most records and he played longer that's one of the reasons I cannot put Gronk in there. I do think Gronk is probably the most talented tight end to play the game, but I don't put him there because I think he's played 11 years. He's only 33 years old, and I don't think you can put him as the best already. All right, all right, all right. We're getting back after it. Um, man, how can you not love this motherfucking show? Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Please do it right now. Um, how can you not like this show? Must be the uh, must be the fucking. Let me get me some uh, can of dips. CBD.com. Head on over there. Oh, it's all good, Miami Jit. We'll get it going. It's it's it starts out dog. Some cats can't handle the truth, bro. It is what it is. Um, we'll we'll get it out. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Um. Oh, da, 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 da. Um. Isaac Lords liked the Lombardi interview. I figured you'd say it was shitty because you just like talking just to talk. So I figured you thought it was shitty. So that's good. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, Isaac. I could sleep at night, Isaac, knowing that you like something. I could fucking sleep at night now. You know what I'm saying? I can actually sleep at night. That's fucking incredible. Um, I want to get to uh third and long segment of this show um, real quick. Um, what time is it? It's already 3 o'clock. God damn. Time flies by, man, when you're having fun. Third and long segment right there. Uh, brought to you by CanadaDipCBD.com. We're going to get to a uh, a few segments here. I want to get to some college football. A um, couple of big games this weekend. We had Liv Moods on this morning. If you don't know who Liv Moods is, follow her and uh, check her out. Uh, 
I think Nicole Arbor has to be top three guests we've had on here. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to throw it out there. We're going to do a poll question. We're going to do a poll question. Favorite guest that we've had on the show. Favorite guest that we've had on the show. We've had Brian Erlacher, John Daly. We've had fucking, I can't even recall the people we've had on here. We have had some great ones. Some A-listers too, man. Marcellus Wiley did a hell of a job. Like you can't even, we've had so many, man, in just a few weeks, uh, a few months, I guess, since we've restarted the show. So Roy Williams, who ended up taking my two dogs for me. I mean, like, dog, it's been great. I've known Roy a long time, though, but I'm just saying it's uh, a lot of people like Marcellus, Roy. So, yeah, man, we've had some good ones. Um, Bruce Wayne, I don't dog, become a member, dog. Why? I don't understand. No member and you talk. I don't get it. Motherfuckers want to talk all the time. Uh, college football's here. I want to get into a few things. Mississippi State, 5-1, and one, number 16. Gold takes on Kentucky, who ends up, I guess, uh, Kentucky's floundered since uh, Will Levis got hurt. They lose to South Carolina team. They should know business losing to. Mississippi State and Mike Leach has the Mississippi State rolling. Uh, they've been playing well the last few weeks. They're currently on a two-game conference winning streak, and uh, they beat A&M in Arkansas. Kentucky's coming off back-to-back brutal losses. The first loss of the year was uh, at Ole Miss, and it came down to the wire. And this this week, uh, without Levis, they were beaten by a Shane Beamer-led fucking South Carolina team. Kentucky needs the game this game against Mississippi State, but it ain't going to be easy. Mississippi, Mississippi State's rolling, minus seven, favorite on the road. Penn State-Michigan's the big game. I don't know where Brian Case is. Um, but... Um, Man, is Penn State for real? I'm curious. It's in Ann Arbor, in the big house. Uh, the winner is uh, one step closer to getting to the college playoff, in my opinion. Penn State hasn't seen a truly great team this year. Purdue took them to the wire. Um, Michigan hasn't played anyone either, in my opinion, almost losing to Maryland at home. So this game is a very, very intriguing one. Michigan minus seven at home. They didn't even cover versus Maryland when they were favored big. So, so I, I, you know, I'm curious uh, to see what happens on that. Um, It's going to be an interesting game. Oklahoma State, TCU, maybe the best game on the slate. Oklahoma State is crew so far this year, playing really nobody. Um, TCU just had a tough game against KU. I think KU's quarterback's done for the year from what I heard. Um, which is unfortunate for KU, man, because they they were doing a hell of a job. They had a hell of a a thing going. Um, Also, I believe that the another breaking news piece, oh boy, that, that uh, the, the angel pitcher died a few years ago. They, they found that overdosed him, the doctor or whatever for the team. He was sentenced to 22 years, 22 years. He was sentenced to in jail today. I just saw that. Um, <clears throat> interesting. So <clears throat> I want to get to the last time an Alabama quarterback was injured, and that was Tua. Tua hurt his ankle against Tennessee in 2019. The Tide went on a to lose in a shootout versus a Joe Burrow-led SEC shootout LSU team, 46-41. 
and then LSU went on to win the Natty. Bryce Young is trying to overcome an AC joint sprain in his throwing shoulder. Last year, in his first year as a starter, he threw for over 430 yards, uh, 4,300 yards, and won the Heisman uh, before losing the Natty to Georgia. Is Bryce Young out for longer um, than they are letting on? Do we really know the truth there? If Bryce Young is really out, um, is there a chance he will play Saturday in the historic third Saturday in October when Alabama travels to number six, Tennessee? Game day is there again. And uh, can Alabama beat Tennessee or is Tennessee for real? We will see. We will see. But how much more of a chance does Tennessee have without Bryce Young is the fa- is the main situation I want to know because uh, Milrow, the backup or whatever, had a very sloppy game against Texas A&M where he turned the ball over three times. Alabama isn't the only team with concerns. Uh, Tennessee starting safety was arrested after a man walked into his apartment and Jalen McCullough as well. Uh, Josh Heupel did not say whether starting safety Jalen McCullough will play against Alabama after his arrest on the charge of aggravated felony assault the day before. I I mean, if he plays, dog, then you're going to lose the roster. I'm just telling you. These are games you sit your fucking shitbirds. Period. That is what you do as a leader. You sit your shitbirds. If you play that motherfucker, you're telling you, your team and your nation, Vol Nation, you have no nuts and guts. Period. You have no fucking nuts and guts. And that fucking team runs you, motherfucker. You don't run that team. So go ahead and play that motherfucking shitbird and go ahead and see how that works. I bet you that kid fucks you during the game. I, I bet you he absolutely will fuck you and get a penalty. He'll do some dumb shit. He'll fuck you when it matters in the late in the game. And and if you continue to play these shitbirds, a day after he gets a felony assault, you're going to play him. I'm curious to see this. I want to see this. I'm curious to see if he plays. Um. Hypo said Monday as we gather more information. We'll gather more information. You know what the information is? You got cracked. You're a dumbass. I already know the situation. <laughs> like, it's already should have been done in the media. This kid's off the team. He's fucked. Like, that's what I'd have said. But number six, Tennessee, 5-0, and host the number one Alabama on Saturday, 3.30 CBS, the most anticipated game of the college season so far, probably. Um. The UT football player Jalen McCullough was arrested and charged with assault uh, in a bizarre case involving a victim who told investigators that he was assaulted after he entered the wrong apartment in the wrong building after having drink a lot. All right. So do you think Tennessee will sit the player who has played more defensive snaps than any player on their team or will he play? And what would JB do? I mean, I just told you I would sit him, if not suspend him indefinitely. Uh, this is the deal. Unless I know and I see it and I know the situation and I know this kid's character, this kid's legit character. He's never fucked up in his life. And he says, Coach, man, this dude ran in my apartment. And this dude ran in my apartment and he was tripping and I beat his ass because he's ran in my house. Then I and I knew the kid, I recruited the kid, he's my kid. I get it. I'll side with my kid knowing that he's a great character. He's never had an issue. I'm going to, I'm going to side with them on that one. The problem with the transfer portal and these kids that you don't get that relationship opportunity to build is why we argued the other day 
you don't get the same relationship and rapport with these kids because you don't know them. They're coming to you from other schools every semester. So you can't trust these kids no more and have a relationship to even know who they are and what their character entails. You don't know this kid's character. Now, this kid's played at Tennessee for more than any or longer than anyone else. So hopefully Hypel knows him and knows his character. And any grown-up or any coach knows the real. Knows the real. So if this cat had any other issues before this and Hypel knows it and lets him play, then you know where this, th- this team's heading. And this is going to be a one-quick hitter wonder. This team will be good this year. They'll be shitty next year again. They'll be back to being a shitty SEC team because you don't instill your fucking foot. You don't put your foot in the ground. And you can't let these motherfuckers think that they run you. So I wouldn't let them play if I if I had any suspicion he was a shitbird. Now, if this cat's been A1 class act, fucking good grade, go to class, does what we ask him to do, always been a leader, then I'm going to question the fact that a kid ran in his house and he fucked him up. Then I'm going to side with my kid. And I'm sure there's cameras somewhere. Sure there's cameras somewhere. I'm sure Hypo has all the information he needs right now. I guarantee you, he has all the information he needs right now. So, just throwing that out there. So, we'll see. But, uh, very interesting. I want to see how this plays out. But I wouldn't play him unless I know he's a great character and somebody really ran up in his house. That's just how I feel. That's the truth. So, that's just me. Um, So, I don't know. That's just my take on it. Um, you could, you could, you could, you could talk how you talk. Uh, Texas and Quinn Ewers, I think Ewers is playing a much better. Um, and, and, and he, he's proven that he, that team very well. I believe, I believe Zach, they could be undefeated right now if he's played all year. I think they could be undefeated. They could have beat Alabama. They probably wouldn't have had that stumble versus, uh, Texas Tech. And, they could be a very well top three team right now because talent-wise, they looked as good as Alabama. I'm just going to be real. So very interested to see how it plays out the rest of this season um, as well as the NFL because we have a lot of teams that are fucking trash that we thought were going to be good. But we don't know where this NFL season's headed. I, you already know how I feel. Quarterback plays at all-time low. We've had some great guests on already this week so far. Um Another great show. Uh, tomorrow morning, me and Matt McChesney are back at it again for the wake-up call, 6 a.m. Pacific. Don't miss it. We'll be there tomorrow. Um, we got some great guests coming on this, this the rest of this week as well. Um, former Oregon Duck first-round draft pick Achilles Smith, quarterback, is going to join us at po- some point this week. And uh, I don't know if you guys know who the violator is. Uh the great Raider mascot fan, the all-time greatest Raider fan of all time who wears the spikes and paints his face and puts pads on and he's ready to go. He's going to join the show. Um, We also have uh, one of the other famous Raider mascots that you guys may not know or may know. You may know him. I don't know if you know him or not, but Raider Duke, Raider Duke, is also a big Raider mascot fan. He's going to join us this Thursday. So 
you gotta t- you gotta stay, stay tuned for a few of these guys, man. They're gonna be good. And and mind you, man, I bring on real ones, not just these people that are famous and a listers. We get those too. But I also bring on real people that have real struggle. So just stay tuned for this week, man. And then Friday we have uh, we have a great guest coming on, a professional female wrestler, um, Danielle Camella. So maybe some of you know her. Um, we'll see what happens. So make sure you join us and, and go through all that. We'll be here all week. Why are we interviewing one to four fans? I don't understand what Jacob Smith's saying. I have no idea. Is that English, motherfucker? <laughs> Why are we interviewing one to four fans? Like, is that fucking English, homie? Holy shit. Some of you motherfuckers can't even fucking write and you want to talk shit. Like, you can't even read, motherfucker. <laughs> Holy shit. You can't even read a little less write. Jesus Christ. Some of you motherfuckers need to get out of your mom's basement, homie. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I, I get it, but dog, like, it should have said. Let me let me go back to this motherfucker's dumbass. Why we interviewing one in four one dash four fans? I could take it many ways. I could say, why am I bringing people from the chat over and talking to them? I could say why am why are we interviewing the Las Vegas Raiders who are one in fours fans? That's how you should have said it if you're fucking from human earth and speak English. But if you don't, then you just say, why are we interviewing one in four fans? <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love my dick riders, dog. They're my biggest fans. Hey man, it's been a great show, great pleasure all week long. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. Um, I love you guys, man. Haters and all, uh, pound that like button, subscribe, become a member. If you're not one man. And, uh, Hey man, we're going to go get this show out on the audio side. I thank all our guests, Rich Orenberger, longtime NFL vet, Nicole Arbor, the great, very, very talented Nicole Arbor. Uh, what a, what a guest she was. And, uh, make sure you head on over to coach JB show and coachjbstore.com. Get you a slap hoodie get you the one you, you can get them all short fat skinny and tall we got all the merch on coach jb show a lot of you guys need to get don't be a bitch made cat and some of you need to get the bitch made cat hat that's what you do but what do i know and make sure you head on over to coachjbstore.com get you some merch and i appreciate you man fight camp roman all new proud sponsors and go get you some can of dips man hey i appreciate everybody hitting the like button subscribe become a member this show's growing tell a friend And uh, we're going to see you guys on the other side, 6 a.m. tomorrow. Peace.